You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. This episode is brought to you by eLiquid. For 20% off your first purchase, visit eliquid.com slash madcast and use the promo code madcast during checkout. Welcome to the best debate in the universe, every debate in the universe from Art Traps Gay to the capital of Uruguay. With over 4 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. <laughs> with me is the rear admiral of tangents, Ron Babcock. Hey. And special guest this week, Blair White. Hi. Welcome back to the show, guys. Excited to show this week. Uh, well, we, welcome back to our, our sponsor, too, E-Liquid and Blair. This is the second time you've been on the show. Welcome back to the show, Blair. Yeah, I think it was uh, like a little over a year ago I did it last time. Yeah, a bit. It's been a while. You were on right after VidCon last year. Mm-hmm. And I think we were all very hungover. Oh, yeah. I actually saw the video like a while ago, and I was like wearing sunglasses, and I look like <laughs> shit. And I was like, yeah, I'm here, but what's going on? <laughs> Every, yeah, everybody gets a little bit. I think everyone gets a little bit more self-conscious on camera. But you were great last time you were on. And we debated. The debate we had last time was, are traps gay? Yeah, such a thing to debate when you're hungover. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and your boyfriend, new, newly boyfriend at the time, newly minted boyfriend, Joey was on the show as well. Newly minted? Newly minted, yeah. That's a weird way of saying that. Sounds that? like he came out of a factory. Yeah, the, the boyfriend factory. Yeah. Where, <laughs> where all boyfriends come got from. Got this fresh boyfriend delivered, wrapped in plastic. <laughs> yeah, that was around that, that time that you guys formally announced that you were dating. Right? That was our second day together. Really? <laughs> that was day two. Holy shit, wow, that was mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have known if you didn't tell me just now. I thought, you, because you guys had so much chemistry, and I, I talk about Joey like he's not in the room. He's he's just in, he's not not on camera right now, but he is in the room watching and listening. But yeah, you guys had so much chemistry, I would not have been able to tell. And it's been great ever since, and and huge announcement since then. Oh yeah, yeah, we're engaged now. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. I, I, I can say honestly, like, two of the most adorable, sweetest couple I've ever oh, met. Yeah, you guys you. are so much fun, and just like, so sweet together. Did you guys uh, set up the registry yet? No, and you know what's so funny, like, after we got engaged, I feel like every day since then, uh, my followers are constantly asking, when's a wedding, when's a wedding, when's a wedding? And for me, I feel like we should just enjoy the stage of being engaged and not rush it. Like, there's yeah. a time and place for everything. So enjoy being boyfriend, girlfriend, enjoy being engaged, and enjoy being married. Sure, I agree. I absolutely, I mean, I wouldn't know. Do you have a go-to wedding gift when the registry, like, is there always a gift that you choose to buy? No, I don't go to the registry. Oh, I just, see, I'm like, I, I got it, man. What do you do? Every time, always buy the sheets. Oh, and then I always leave a message. Think of me when you're fucking on it. <laughs> oh my god! And it's a real because they can't get mad at you because you got something you know that they wanted. But it's a it's a real way to creep up the wedding factor. Yeah, it's super super way to creep yeah. up the wedding. You don't think you can creep out at a wedding? You can. Yeah, uh, I guess. I, I mean, guess the sky's the limit if you really want to be creepy. Yeah, <laughs> there's lots What's of ways that, to be. So creepy. you go rogue? You don't go on the registry? No, I don't go on the registry. I'm like, what is this? I'm not going to so go through this. So what are you doing? What are you buying them? Like gift cards to like? Yeah, cash. A but Target you gift card is the best gift you could give anyone. Yeah, I love Target right? gift cards. Target yeah. has everything. What do you need that they don't have at Target? Nothing. I will. I will say that. Ca- I wish it was okay to just say, "Hey, can I just have cash?" Because like that's the thing that's most useful, especially to like exactly. a wedding. Oh, I just do out. that. I yes. just say, "Yeah," because I can never think of a present. Because like all the things that I want, I kind of just get myself. I'm never the person to be like, "Oh, get me this." So just give me cash. And I'm the kind of person where I'm so like particular about my stuff that if somebody gets me like a 
a you know Cuisinart food processor, like I want to be kind of bummed if it's not the exact model yeah. that I want. I'm yeah. like, oh, cool, you almost got it right. So yeah. I just give me the cash, I'll get it myself. The cash. I, a mutual friend of ours got married, and I slipped an envelope with a crisp hundred in there. Ooh, Ooh got that crisp <laughs> hundred. So, he was so happy. It's so much more useful. You can you can buy gas on the way home from the oh, wedding. Yeah. You, things come up at the wedding. You have to make a run to the store, get something mm-hmm. that you ran out of. You should have put like, hey, listen, I'm only giving you $90 but I couldn't have change, so you owe me ten dollars. <laughs> oh man, that's that doesn't even like. Yes, don't be a dick about this. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a Maddox move. Oh man, we got some voicemails about you this week, Ron. This oh, is, God. Uh, yeah, it'll be hilarious. Oh, which I should mention the debate this week. What we're going to be debating: Is it possible to be authentic on YouTube? I think this is something that Blair, you and I have a lot of strong opinions on. I'm the perfect guest because I'm so fake. You're, no, <laughs> no. I think because you're so entrenched in this in this uh, uh, yeah. YouTube world, like we mm-hmm. have so many so many uh, people. Well, I've had people on this on the show. You know, we've had Sargon. Uh, you know, Rucka, the old uh, moderator from the show, and a lot of big like YouTubers have been on the show, like uh, uh, you know Destiny and uh, Chris Reagan. Like, so so we're. I think this is the world that we live in, and we see it firsthand because as content creators, and also as people who are sometimes on the receiving end of uh, of some of the criticism, things like that. So we're going to talk about that. That's the debate this week. But before we get to that point, I do want to make an announcement. I actually said this on the live stream last week, but we forgot to include it in the published episode. But this show is going to twice monthly. And there's a reason for that. I'm starting another new podcast, which I'll announce soon. And if you've been paying attention, you'll know it's coming and you'll you'll know what it's about. All right. Well, on that note, we should get to the debate. I really want to get right into this because I think this is a fascinating topic. We have a lot of opinions on this. Is it possible? Because I honestly have none whatsoever. (laughs) Great. I I feel like I'm going to be like the the, the average YouTube viewer at home. I'll be representing you. And you guys are like hardcore YouTube. Correct. Okay. Yes. And so Ron will be the audience's point of view, which is very important, I think. Because sometimes, you know, when we start talking about Have you seen the cat that plays a piano? (laughs) Okay. That's fun. Dad. Great. (laughs) Okay, Dad. Well, before we begin, let's hear everyone's buzzers. Mine sounds like this. And Blair? Trigger, trigger. Okay, <laughs> there's Blair's. And Ron's phone is dead this week, so he will have to use a mouth buzzer. Bzzz. Okay. <laughs> if, you, if you hear a buzzer from anyone during this debate or Ron, uh, that means that somebody is disagreeing with someone else or we're just trying to interject with a point we want to make. But Blair, as our guest this week, I'm going to give you first stab at the debate. Okay. Is it possible to be authentic on YouTube? Why or why not? Absolutely. I mean, you can make whatever kind of content you want. You can be as authentic or as inauthentic as you can. I will say, however, um, I feel like viewers see through inauthentic people usually. But there are some people who are really fucking good at it that are really good at fooling people. I think the people who are authentic last a lot longer because people, you know, YouTube is different from television in the sense that you have stronger feelings for YouTubers. You're more invested in them because they're real people, not just talking heads or actors. Um, so the realer you are, I think the more you'll last. And the fake ones always fizzle out, in my opinion. Right. Okay. So I don't want to really put you on the spot here, so you don't have to answer this if you if you don't want to. But you can. Um, is there anybody that comes to mind? It's easier to answer the question of authentic or inauthentic. Any any particular mm-hmm. people who come to mind? Because I don't want to like you know turn that this are into inauthentic. Mud. Well, either either inauthentic or authentic. Anyone in particular? Oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> a lot of YouTubers are fake as hell. Um, yeah. A lot of YouTubers are so different in real life than in person. Absolutely. Um, 
we were just talking about this a second ago, how I went to MythCon, which is um, a political discussion convention panel type thing. And there were so many other speakers at that event. I was a speaker that um, were on sort of maybe the opposite end politically or whatever, or just hated me in general. And online, they go really hard against me. They'll, They'll say the worst things about me online. But in the first few hours of being at MythCon, I feel like I got like six different apologies from like all of them because in person, they're not really that person. You know, in person, they're like, oh, you know, I see Blair's a nice person. She's just here. So they they were acting like bitches, basically. Yeah, exactly. And and I experienced that. I experienced that I as well. I can swear, right? Where? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, we prefer you didn't. Okay. <laughs> Ron, uh, Ron just became Mormon. So, yeah, uh... I did. <laughs> Did you? Um, no. No. Uh, <laughs> bzz, bzz, uh, I have a I have a question. Yes. So you're all talking about these YouTubers being uh, fake as hell. Yes. Well, what are you talking about? Like, was that was that really mean? Oh. Like, I mean, is it, it are people supposed to be exactly who they are in real life on YouTube? Isn't it always going to be kind of a more exaggerated version of yourself? Well, there's always a heightened you know entertainment factor. So for me, I'm the same person in real life as online, but online I'm also like. If I'm at an eight in real life, I'll be at a 10 on YouTube. You know what I mean? Or depending on the video, maybe I'm more sad than I really am in person. Um, But in general, the stuff I say is always the same and how I feel about things. But there are YouTubers, like I was friends with this YouTuber for a while, who would ask me to fake a fight with her for views all the time. Okay. And so I was like, girl, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to, you know, fake a fight for views. So is that what you guys mean by by people being inauthentic is that they're kind of creating this unnecessary drama for the purpose of just getting clicks and getting views? Like living a fake life. Exactly. And there is a lot of that. And there's, it's almost, it's created like a subculture on YouTube of drama channels where they will thrive on and persist drama just for the sake of getting clicks and views and that is inauthentic and it feels inauthentic and it's sometimes at the expense of people's lives like mm-hmm. people actually get destroyed because the youtube the, the difference between youtube and traditional hollywood is that the traditional hollywood had like gatekeepers there was no direct interface between the celebrity and their fans there was agents and managers yeah. and production companies and studios we are living in an age where the fans and the creators have a direct interface together and it means you will get exposed to the most vicious and vile attacks mm-hmm. from people who have no moral compass no ethical standard no lines that they won't cross. And it's created this entire subculture on, on YouTube. You can monetize it because people know that drama gets clicks. Oh, absolutely. Especially, Blair, you have a big name. So if people talk about you. Yeah, I, I just saw like right before I was watching a bunch of your videos. And, you know, this any big YouTuber has this. They have like this like cabal of people who are just like out and obsessed and out to get them and writing just, you know, constantly making videos attacking you, right? Like a cult following of haters. Exactly, yeah. And it's it's a it's a sign of success, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it is a sign of success. But I, I Is mean, that how you know you finally made it? When you have, like, the first, like, kind of hate fan video that you see of yourself and kinda. you're like, all right, oh. I did it! <laughs> I always say success and fame is when you have, like, you know, 60% people who love you and 40% who hate you. It's like 60-40. So most people like you, but you have a chunk of people who hate you and they still keep your name afloat. And granted, as far as the drama and stuff, I feel like earlier in my channel, um, if I'm being honest, I participated in that. I would use people for, for clicks and for attention or whatever. And um, I would make things more dramatic than it really was. Because I, I saw that that was a way to do it in the beginning. But as I got a little more... Um, I guess, aged into my YouTube life, uh, I kind of realized that that isn't sustainable and that people eventually get bored of it. Yeah. And so it was up to me to amp up my potential and realize what I can do 
and start making videos that were just about me and seeing like, could I get the attention and get the views and get the money from just being me? Um, so I had to make better content. Um, and it, it was for the better, ultimately. Yeah, I agree. And recently you announced that you're kind of veering away from doing political stuff as well, right? Yeah. Uh, is it, what's, the, what's the impetus for that? Um, well, I mean, I said that, and then my last video was political. So <laughs> yeah. I can't say away that hard, but... Right. Um, yeah, I feel like anybody I've ever heard say, like, I'm not going to be political anymore. <laughs> that lasts yeah. for, like, 15 minutes. And yeah. then one yeah. beer, and it's like... Here's your problem! You. <laughs> yeah. Your problem is... Um, no, you know, I think it was more so... Um, you know, I moved to L.A. a year ago, and I started meeting a lot of the um, political commentators in, in real life. And I made a video about this, and I kind of realized... Um, how shitty almost all of them are. <laughs> and I was feeling less and less comfortable being involved in that world. Right. And I started like hating the content I was doing because I felt like it was like attached to these people in a way. These are, these are the people that my fans would expect me to work with, want me right. to be friends with. Um, and I just hated it. And so I had to make a video and I vented about it. And I was like, listen, all these people are shitty. I hate them. But then after I made the video, I kind of realized... Um, I don't have to associate with them. I can just do my own thing. Um, I don't have to be around people like that if I don't want to be. And I shouldn't feel the pressure to be around, you know, fake creators and fake commentators just because people want me to be. Right. Okay. That's a that's a good point. And I'm so glad that that's a realization because to be able to break away from whatever niche that the internet or pigeonhole that they've put you in is a breath of fresh air because you don't want to just be associated with the same click. It's like, oh, well, Blair just produces this type of content. Yeah. If I want to see that, you know, um, I, I try. That's one of the reasons on my channel. I try to avoid uh, doing the same topic twice. I try to always do something different, like, you know, attack some other usually uh, uh, child or animal. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I go after the uh, the real the real hard targets. Um, but we should talk about the one of the reasons we're talking about the authenticity question on YouTube today is because recently, and, and Ron, as somebody who doesn't really follow YouTube stuff that, that closely. I follow YouTube. Hey, have you ever seen that uh, one where the kid, uh, Charlie, uh, bites uh, Charlie bit his finger? Yeah. yeah. It's if his finger gets bitten. Okay, it's Dad. It's fun. Yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> that, that 2004 video? I'm, yeah. I'm like the coolest person at my work. That video, <laughs> with that video, by the way, last time I checked, had over, I think, 150, it's, 200 million views. Oh, I'm sure. A crazy, crazy amount. That so, kid as an adult actually doesn't have a finger. Is he? <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. So <laughs> that's the cost of a YouTube celebrity. Yeah. Um, okay. So so this is the this is kind of the latest drama that's been going around on YouTube because PewDiePie made a video about this. PewDiePie is the number one YouTuber in the world, as as uh, many of you know. But recently there was a video that came out about Jake Paul. It's supposed to be an eight part series calling Jake Paul or trying to make the case that he might be a sociopath. And well, he does have two first names. Jake, Jake, and oh yeah, you never trust someone with two first names. It's always yeah. it's not. It's just a little bit of a red flag. Mm -hmm. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look who's talking, Ron Babcock. Yeah, goddamn, <laughs> you got me. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so a lot of people have been criticizing Jake Paul for a long time. Actually, so Shane Dawson is the person who made this video, and it's supposed to be an eight part series. Now Shane Dawson did a eight really good part job series. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> H, man, it's an eight part series. What are you fucking Ken Burns? Shane's oh, yeah. doing these long series, eight yeah. part yeah. series. Yeah. So he did one on Shanna, Shanacon. So for those of you who Tanacon? don't know, Shanacon, yeah, Tanacon. Oh, ta Tanacon. That's <laughs> Tana. right, Tanacon. Shamacon. Tana. <laughs> Tana. Sham yeah. Oh, Shamacon. That's right. Shamacon. Yeah, yeah Tanacon, which was supposed to be literally no idea what any of you yeah. are saying right now. Okay, we'll give you we'll give you some context. Okay. Okay. So there, first, there's VidCon. Okay. Yeah, I got it. VidCon is bizarre. I think. I, I, Blair, do you agree? 
I see Joey nodding. I hate VidCon. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I hate VidCon. Every time I go to VidCon, I spend less and less time on the actual floor and more yeah. and more time just hanging out with friends. Like mm-hmm. it's just an excuse to see all my friends from out of town who come in. But so so VidCon kind of banned uh, Tana from you know a YouTube creator, big YouTube creator, mm-hmm. from attending uh, VidCon anymore. Has Be- anybody even started ShakaCon? There's... How is that not a con? <laughs> you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going to start my own drama. Yeah, well, you just did. Me and Maddox are in a fight. <laughs> we'll have the Ron con. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the VidCon bans the guy who makes stuff t- 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 Tanakian on. Or Ron something. Babcon. <laughs> <laughs> so Tana got banned from VidCon. She created her own... VidCon, which was just a disaster. She oversold tickets to a very small space, and, uh, you know, there was, like, some contention with her business partner and all this, like, drama that went... Shane did a very good job with that video. So as a follow-up, I think, he was trying to make this video about Jake Paul delving into whether or not he may be a sociopath. And the first video came out Everyone roundly criticized it. Actually, it has like a million upvotes and only 36,000 or 40,000 downvotes. So that's like a pretty low percentage. Well, you know, it's a very vocal minority of people who, yes. you know, dislike it. Well, one of those people is PewDiePie. So PewDiePie uh, made a video kind of uh, criticizing this, this uh, you know, and I think it was one of the better pieces that was that was criticizing um, this uh, Shane's, Shane's video about Jake Paul. But basically, the, the argument was made, first of all, Jake Paul was barely mentioned in the video. And there was, uh, you know, they were talking, they were making the argument that it was a, a, a way to promote BetterHelp, which is a mental health uh, website where you can talk to a therapist online. And there's all these crazy conspiracy theories that have like popped up. And this is why I'm, I'm leading back to the debate topic today, which is, is it possible to be authentic on YouTube? I have a sincere doubt that most of this criticism is authentic, especially for BetterHelp.com. Have you, are you familiar with the website, Blair? Yeah, I did. Uh, they sponsored me before. Okay, yeah. And what, what's been your experience with BetterHelp? Um, they were great. It was very, they were professional. They were really quick about it. They're like, hey, we want to give you X amount of money. Just mention us for 60 seconds in a video. And I did it. And then it was done. Right. Um, and everything I've read about BetterHelp, it seems like, it's a fine it's a fine service, you know. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to find something to criticize about fucking everything. Yeah. There's everything has a terms of service. Everything has something you can criticize about. So nobody no company, no person is perfect. Yeah, I think people are criticizing that in the TOS it says that you that it's up to you to vet the therapist or whatever that you get matched with on the website. Oh, the, the the terms of service are very reasonable, I think. They say they say things like this. We cannot guarantee any level of service or or cure for your whatever your your uh, illness is. We cannot guarantee right. you'll get a certain type of therapy or a certain type of therapist. I think that's very that's very reasonable. How can yeah. they possibly guarantee that? That's the same with a therapist you see in real life. Yeah. It's just not a TOS for someone in real life. So people yeah. lost their mind. Yeah, people lost their mind okay. and there's just just doubt, like against, hundreds against PewDiePie's video, not or, against PewDiePie, oh, but against BetterHelp. Okay, the sponsor of Shane Dawson's video. Okay, and they are just like video after video after video criticizing them about the terms of service and 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 the reason yeah. they're doing this, I think, is inauthentic. They're doing it for clicks because it's popular yeah. right now. They're bandwagoning. They're jumping on and they're just tarnishing this brand at the. So they're making money at the expense of BetterHelp. At the expense of BetterHelp and Shane because. Um, you know, making a video right now about that series is going to get clicks, no matter how right. big or small your channel is, right. because it's probably going to show up in the recommended next to this video, which I think all Shane's videos on this have like over 10 million views. Yeah. So it's going to show up in recommended. So it is an authentic. Um, I think it's all bullshit. I, 
I mean, isn't this like in every single industry? Like whenever anybody yeah. appears on Shark Tank and they come out with anything, like immediately there's a bunch of factories over in China that start creating copycats and yeah. lookalikes. And, you know, you have all these people who've spent their whole life creating products and they're on Amazon and most of their day is not spent improving their product or talking to their customers or dealing with their own business. It's spent trying to get other people to stop yeah. you know, making their product, you know, or like or, or fighting patent trolls and things like that. Right. Like, in a very literal sense, Ron, what you just described is inauthentic products. And we're talking about inauthentic content. It's very much to say it's very parallel. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're literally f- combating a, a forged product. So do you think like if so if you play the clock forward, do you think it just ends up kind of becoming this snake that eats its own tail where it becomes such a cesspool that people just stop viewing or they just get tired of it and they just want to see other content? Like, I mean, it, it feels like people are viewing it. So it's like, is the fault with the creator or is the fault with the viewer for, you know, because people are making it because it's getting views. Yeah. So I like, who do, who do you blame? I mean, it's a vicious cycle. There will always be drama channels. Anytime someone has a large amount of success or any success, actually, which Shane, in my opinion, I know PewDiePie is technically the most followed. I think as far as quality and hard work right now, Shane is number one on YouTube, in my opinion. Um, he's going to have people that want a piece of that and that want to take him down and want to see faults in it. Um I'm trying to remain as unbiased as I can, but Shane is my friend and I will say um, I do know his heart and there was no malintent at all with this. And um, I took a better help sponsorship as well. And I had nothing but actually um, fans reach out to me afterward and say, like, I used BetterHelp and they were great. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. To answer your question, Ron, I do feel like it will eventually... Uh, eat itself like this this kind of it can't sustain itself this kind of uh this kind of bullshit industry that they propped up but when you're like you know when you're in high school and junior high like your whole fucking and even in college like your whole world like that age is just drama it's like you some people age out of drama because you just get fucking tired like you're just tired all the time and you don't put you just go you know what i start responding to people when they say something that i disagree with this is my big response now okay (laughs) <laughs> that's it. I stop fighting. I stop arguing. I just say, okay. It's actually very disarming. People don't know yeah, how to handle it. Yeah. But I just I just don't want to... I get tired of it. So I feel like no matter what, like there's always drama. YouTube is just giving people a bigger voice to like amplify the things that we normally have in our life. Well, worse than that, it's not just an ability to broadcast to a bigger voice, an audience. It's monetized it. So, yeah. so basically, it's the Inquirer but a video version of it, and there's no fact-checking. There are people who are uncritical thinkers who just absorb everything that they, that they see. They just consume it without asking a question, where's the evidence? It's a very simple question. And I think the fact that there is money in making videos, which is our product as YouTubers, is why sometimes YouTubers get very defensive over hate videos made about them. Because what people don't understand is like, from the YouTuber's point of view who's getting the video made about them, it's like, no, this person is making money off of of talking shit about me, making money off of my name. Yeah. And that's what's frustrating all the times. Um, I've seen videos where people you know, run my name through the dirt and make up things or whatever. Right. And some and sometimes offer valid criticism. It's not like it's always just bl- mindless hate. Sure. Um, but it, it is frustrating because it's like, oh, so you're just making money off of videos about me. It's it's popular to hate, and that's how you can make money. There's very few videos that are positive about a creator <laughs> where everyone's going to be like, oh, let's fucking check yeah. that shit out. 
we fucking love Blair. We, I know. We love Maddox. Let's watch it. <laughs> there are a couple, though, when I watch it, I'm like, oh, my God, it's so nice. When someone just like, I'm going to turn a video on and say why I like a person. I'm like, that's yeah. a good person to even do that. I thought about doing that for, like, some smaller creators to kind of propel them, like people I yeah. see up and coming. Uh, but... Sooner, Instead of like sooner. a takedown video, it's like a put up video. <laughs> yeah, put up like video. top ten reasons why I think yeah. Jake Paul is bomb. Yeah, this is fucking awesome. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, every great creator, fucking his hair is lit. <laughs> Every great creator eventually, I think, gets their you know gets discovered. And one one in particular was Captain Disillusion. Uh, his content is just amazing. It's stellar. Somebody I forget who on Twitter said one time about him. Maybe it was Chris Reagan or Nerd City, which another great channel. Nerd City is incredible. But uh, Captain Disillusion, they said every one of his videos is a small miracle. It really is. And when you watch, like he'll he'll show this tutorial he did. He did a tutorial one time about a red laser pointer on the back of a wall for a shot where he had his cat jumping up towards it. You see it in the video. The shot lasts all of a second, one second. And he then makes a like a you know eight ten fifteen minute tutorial on how he did that red dot. It is not what you think. It is not a real red dot. He three D modeled his room and then, and then used like some old footage that he had of his cat jumping against the green screen. He he keyed out the shadows and then changed the perspective and then added shadows again that it matched the color on the back. And it just goes on and on. Oh and shit! On. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Um, Ethan Klein from H3H3D had uh, Captain Disillusion on. I think he blew up uh, pretty big after that. He just hit his 1 million subscribers. Blair, you're near, you're about the halfway mark. You're about 475,000 mm-hmm. subscribers right now. And I should also mention uh, Joey's channel because Joey started a new, a new channel too. It is Boyfriends. Yeah. And that it started from scratch because I saw I was like one of the early subscribers. Already to 18,000 subscribers. Guys, check out these channels. They're amazing stuff. Joey's been doing these incredible sketches, really funny stuff. And Blair, I got to talk about a quick plug for your channel, too, because yes, plug. Your, 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 your channel is so much fun, and especially the videos, because... For those who don't know, actually, I I don't we didn't mention it at the top of the show, but uh, you know, most people know that you're you're trans, right? So you you're not afraid to talk about questions and issues and things that come up that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a video that you and Joey made. Uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and it's just so much fun to watch because it's – talk about authenticity. It is just a, a, the pure interaction between a couple. Yeah. And you guys – you guys, you know when, when you really know someone well and you look at them and you communicate with them silently? You guys do that all throughout the video. And it is – it's just fantastic to watch. Like, just check it out, guys. Check out Blair's channel. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Really? Yeah. I mean, my whole approach to it is, like, there's enough trans people on the internet that every video is about, you know, shoving things down your throat and activism and, and anger. And mine is just, like, I'm just living my life. And I feel like that's kind of the best form of teaching people to just be okay with it. It's like, if you're a normal person, just being normal, people are okay with it. What I also like about it is that you kind of break the mold of how we should or shouldn't think about trans people. Because... There is no trans like spokesperson. There is no ambassador of trans people. Yeah. Like, you know, the same thing with like with with black people. I remember one time I argued with uh, a friend of mine for like 45 minutes on whether or not having uh, you know, cornrows or or, or dreads or, or and, and braids in your hair is cultural appropriation. Is that, and, is that a big problem for you? For me? <laughs> <laughs> is that you know, choice of where to use cornrows or, or braids? Or you, know, you know, Ron, if yeah. you weren't bald, that'd be a hate crime. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting because no no one black person speaks for all black people. 
That's that's the point I was trying to make. No one person from any minority group or, or ethnicity or whatever speaks for all all of them. I can only speak for myself as an Armenian, uh, <laughs> which I think many Armenians would be happy that I'm only speaking for myself. <laughs> but anyway, we should uh, let's get back to this debate though. The authenticity on YouTube. Now talk about authenticity on YouTube. Where who do you think is is doing some really authentic content? Um. Or does anyone come to mind? Me. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Me. Uh, and um, I love Shiwon Head. She's one of my favorite YouTubers. June, yeah, she's great. Yeah, love June. Uh, love Jacqueline Glenn. Jacqueline's like my sister yeah, out here in yeah. LA. You guys really uh, clicked uh, since you moved out here, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. She's one of my best friends. Um, yeah, she's very sweet. Love her. Uh, and then, I mean, going back to the Shane thing, I think Shane. Um Shane has helped me so much with my channel with being authentic because he's kind of keyed into this idea that like only authentic lasts. And so I went to him a few months ago and we did a collab and um, I was telling him I was like kind of in a bad place with my channel because I was getting tired of like the political stuff and the whole world and it felt like it wasn't my passion anymore. And he was like, okay. And he gave me like a huge list of other stuff to do. And he's like, you have to open up about this and do this and do that. And I did. And it's been nothing but going up since then. Yeah. Um, because you have to be real, in my opinion. Well, I'll tell you a creator, what the very first YouTuber I liked. And Ron, I don't know if you were, if you're not familiar with some of these names, uh, you know, feel free to chime in. We can, we can bring you up. Oh, I'm not familiar with literally any of the names <laughs> you have mentioned so far, but I'm very much enjoying it. And I like the idea. I think that's a good point. And I think it goes for life is like the, the idea of being authentic or real. Uh, it's that's the sustainable thing. Yeah. Because you can't sustain like drama. Like you can for a little bit. I mean, but like as a long term. But my question is, is YouTube something you want to be doing like in five, 10, 15 years? Like, or would you, if or if in your head, if you're doing YouTube in like 15 years, are you like, oh, fucking kill me? Or do are <laughs> you using this like hopefully just to see where it goes? Or do you have a long term plan? Like I'm always interested in that oh. with YouTubers who have these giant followings. Like what's, I don't know. Like this is, we've all grown up with this technology. Are we just going to keep following these people as they go to different stages of life? Do those people just, does their audience age out of them and they get new people? Like how, where does this all go? I mean, I don't necessarily have a five to 10 year plan. I'm just, maybe it sounds irresponsible, but I'm just someone who really enjoys where I'm at. Um, And then, you know, the term YouTuber is a little tricky because, you know, I'm also on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter. I feel like I've sort of, um, like broadened my social media type of thing and like I do all of it. So um, part of my income is also Instagram. And a lot of people are like, well, do you want to elevate to maybe television, do that kind of stuff? And I've done some television, but for me, I really like being in the online space because it's the most genuine. And I feel like, I just feel like I'm kind of just made for it. I don't, I couldn't see myself doing like anything else, honestly. Yeah, well, so Ron, to answer your question, I think we have to look at the age of the medium. Really, YouTube isn't much older than a decade, yeah. really. Yeah, it came it was, to yeah, like right around two thousand five. Yeah, two thousand. I remember I was making videos. Someone said you should put these up on YouTube, and I said, and yeah. I quote, "Online video will never catch on." <laughs> and I was wrong. I was very wrong. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the first time I discovered YouTube, like really early on in the days, and it was showing in real time people uploading videos. I'm like, oh my god, there's more. Holy shit! There's another video. How does how is there so much storage space online? I couldn't mm-hmm. even. My mind was blown. I'm like, where are they storing all these videos? And, <laughs> and I thought, there's no way this is gonna last because there's no way they're storing all this stuff. And then of That's course, what like, I thought, yeah, yeah. And then like Google came along and it's like, you know, it became a thing. And I'm like, holy shit! No, no, we don't even have to think about 
how many megs or gigs now our videos are. We just upload it and don't even give it any consideration. But the medium is very young still. And they're, the pioneers of this industry are very few. The people who started out early and they're still doing it. Oh, Shane yeah. Dawson is one of them. That, that's the reason we're talking about Shane Dawson. Yeah, he's an OG. Well, I, I always wonder, like, when people make their livelihoods based on platforms that they do not control... It's like scary. that is such a tenuous thing because yeah. who knows like there could be a game changing shift that YouTube yeah. can make there always is and there's and it can just wipe out thousands upon yep. thousands of people's livelihoods when it's like and I mean you know when your product is uh, the, an intangible thing like a video yeah. and it's being hosted on somebody else like to me that's a it's a little crazy because like, yeah. you're not because you know it's like I don't know you're just not in control ultimately in control of what you do well that's why I have so much respect for people that have been in the game for so long like you like Jacqueline like Shane because that is a tenacity that I'm hoping that I can have like I'm only like two and a half years in so I hope I can still keep doing it 10 years from now um yeah I, I respect it so much yeah you really to I think you have to sustain yourself by being a jack of all trades yes by doing other things like i started out as an old school internet guy with a website my website still looks like shit by the way it's an old it looks like a geo was a fan yeah yeah just smart he guy thought it was so cool when i came to do your show the first time he was like i used to watch Madden. i used to love Madden <laughs> stuff. yeah They're, i do like that you haven't updated the website in 20 years yeah <laughs> i i mentioned this story I, I don't know if i did on the show but uh i went to, i went out to sweden to do a, a talk at a dis, like for a design firm just a world-class design firm when they emailed me i thought they were trolling they're like hey Hey Maddox, we're big fans of yours. We want you to come out and do a talk at the design firm. Like, are you fucking with? Like, have you seen my website? It looks like shit. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we know. Uh, just come out. And uh, I'm like, all right. So I updated the design on my website for the first time. I, I I went up on stage and I was just fucking around. I mean, I did a presentation that was an hour long. So you just always want your color to be black, pretty much across the board. <laughs> uh, then like a highlight color of yellow or orange. That's pretty much it. Oh, the first thing I did, I, I came out on stage. I insulted the king of Sweden, which they have a king, I guess. And I was like, I, I'm going to be your king now. And I came out with my crown and cape and my that's my, great. Yeah, my bullshit. And then I made a hand job joke. And then I was like, guys. In honor of this design talk, I'm, I've updated the design for my website for the first time in 20 years, and here it is. I showed a screenshot of the before and the screenshot of the after, and I added one line to the top. <laughs> I think that, that line makes it look pretty sharp, and everyone just kind of laughed. So I had a good time on stage. I go down. The person who comes up after me is a woman named Jessica Walsh. Her work is in the Louvre. And she, her clients are like Mercedes and Nike and BMW. And she's a legit designer. She's the person who created like the whole – she's made so many memes. She's the one who created the, the meme of like dating her friend for like 40 days or whatever to see if they could work out, whatever. She's made so much viral content. She's a legit thing. If I had gone after her, I would have been scared shitless to, go, to come up oh, and make, like, yeah. Yeah, make, these, uh, make these corny jokes. <laughs> but uh, that was – so anyway, but let's talk about, uh, you know, you have to be a, j- a jack of all trades. Another person who's a pioneer of this industry is Z Frank. You remember Z Frank? Do you know Z Frank? Okay, so this is this is fascinating because Z Frank was on the level of like Shane. Da- he was the original like Shane Dawson and PewDiePie when he came up because he came up on a different website before YouTube. Oh. Now, Z Frank is basically producing most of the videos, I think, for BuzzFeed. Oh. And yeah, and he, he created he used to make all these uh, uh, amazing videos where he would narrate, you know, like nature documentaries and things like that. And he was the original vlogger. He's basically the person who created the entire 
medium that we're doing right now. Oh, wow. I would love to see that guy drunk at a Hollywood bar. I created vlogging. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a career. Basically. Uh, let's read some. Uh, we got some quick super chats here. We got one from uh, Pavich Bavin for $5. He says, how am I going to be fulfilled every week without the weekly Babcock tip? Ron, will you post tips on Twitter? I would love to post twi- uh, tips on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, if you could follow me on Ron Babcock, I'm going to start posting Twitter tips. Tw- uh, twips. Twips. <laughs> Guys, you gotta you gotta subscribe to my twips on Twitter. Yeah, real real catchy, uh, real catchy. Yeah, name. I'm gonna twip all over your face. Yeah, you gotta workshop it. I think, and <laughs> I think it's good. I'm gonna twip. And then uh, we got another one from Pavich Bavin for five dollars. Says Maddox's website is shit on purpose. Maddox removes all the unnecessary bells and whistles to pass those savings <laughs> on to his fans. <laughs> yeah, my shit, my website still costs me money. Dude, idiot. You know, my website is uh, what I, I built mine in. Um, you guys, uh, you guys know iWeb. IWeb? iWeb? Oh, iWeb. Oh, do you the remember, shitty Mac. Do you remember thing? that shitty Mac design yeah. your own website software? So, and listen, I'll tell you right now, I've had people still compliment me on my website. They're like, I like your website. I'm like, it's designed in iWeb. The program's broken, so I literally can't make any updates to it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make a new one. But uh, yeah, heyron.com. That's my uh, iWeb website. It does look great. I'll give you that, Ron. It I'll really tell you does. one thing. It took me a while to get it like that. Turns out iWeb, uh, not a lot of functionality. It r- really stretched that program to its limits. Yeah, you sure did. But you, I wouldn't be able to tell. It looks very professionally designed. I didn't know you did that yourself. Of course, <laughs> Ron's a very DIY guy. So of course, he did it himself. But you know what other website looks great is eliquid.com. <laughs> Guys, today's episode, <laughs> today's episode is sponsored by eLiquid. You can get 20% off your first purchase by visiting eliquid.com slash madcast. Guys, this is the second time eLiquid has been a sponsor on the show. Thank you guys for oh, sponsoring man. us. Remember, not all heroes smoke vapes. Thank you, eLiquid. Yeah. Well, so, so last time I talked about eLiquid, I bought some of the stuff. I bought, uh, it's called the Big Baby Beast V8 Stick. All right, and I got it here. Put your big baby beast V8 stick in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I started I started vaping and it's pretty cool. Now check this out. I'm going to Ron, last time we were uh, we we had e-liquid as a sponsor. I talked about I got some of the uh, the liquid vape. It was the strawberry cookie butter. And I said, "Why don't you take a whiff of this and imagine me puffing a fat vape in your face that smells like that?" Right? Well, guess what? Now I can do it. How how does that <laughs> what is I, I didn't understand vaping before I really looked into e-liquid and, and had them as a sponsor now I've like gone down the rabbit hole and I bought this thing I, I price compared on eliquid.com <laughs> I really did this thing it, at e-liquid is $39 at my local vape shop $69 what yeah that's Not right wow. yeah do you want to be an idiot no nobody no. does and and I found I found a new trick that you can do with this thing. Do you just like walk into that local vape shop and you vape and you're like, you guys work on commission? Big mistake. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> Man, I, I'll tell you what. I understand vaping now because there's two functions for oh, vaping. I'm totally smelling it right the now. Fir- the first is, <laughs> the first is, makes you look cool. And the second is the taste. Now check this out. I'm going to show, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, and by the way, there's still the YouTube video. If you go to YouTube and search for Madcast, you can look up this video. But I'm going to vape right now, and I found this this neat trick I, I just learned how to do today. Oh, my God. Whoa, now, yeah. what is happening? Yeah, I'm blowing vape off, out of both sides of the vape stick, which means now you guys are cool as me. Now, you, now you're talking <laughs> out of both sides of your vape stick. Yeah, that's right. It's so cool. I'm into it now. Uh, guys, 
eLiquid.com has over 44,000 products. It's the largest. That seems like too many. That's a lot. It's, That's a you, lot of products. You would think it's too many, but it's not. <laughs> it's just the right amount. It's just the <laughs> <laughs> 44 I mean just the warehouse space alone must yeah. be the person who has to like come up with the system to organize 44,000 products they're very efficient they ship usually if you order before 2 p.m. I think it's uh, Pacific time uh, Pacific or Eastern I'm not sure but before 2 p.m. they'll ship it the same day and their website has like this real-time tracker God, if you, you know that the tracker, guys like in the in the warehouse like, these freights aren't gonna ship themselves let's move guys <laughs> yeah. you know, he's, like, fired up. <laughs> he's like vaping <laughs> uh, one last thing I want to mention because this is really cool it's free shipping no minimum purchase because a lot of websites do the free shipping but it's like oh you gotta buy a hundred dollars like yeah yeah you can buy whatever you want they have vape coils they have accessories they have do i do you do it yourself supplies ron that's for you oh you're a big big diy my own diy diy vape pen my diy vape pen you vape, I, vape it myself. I don't know what you're gonna make, but <laughs> you could make something yourself. I want to see one of those like steampunks vapors, you know, where like oh. the vape pen is the size of like a scuba diving kit oh, that they yeah. wear on their back. Yeah, nothing you know but like coming. coils and like it's made out of like leather and like horse hair. Yeah, not you know, not still not a fan of uh, steampunk anything. No one's um, ever a fan of steampunk. It's just, yeah. I, I but I do appreciate the work that people put into it, unless. You made it vape punk. <laughs> vape punk. <laughs> That's a oh thing. Guys, you get 20% off your first purchase. It's this just is- goggles that fill up with smoke. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see out of it. <laughs> They're all like riding around on swagways. <laughs> Uh, for 20% off your first purchase, visit eliquid.com slash madcast. Again, that's madcast for the promo code to get 20% off your first purchase. Thank you to eliquid.com. Uh, read the super chat. I, I will read it later. Dude, that was so good. <laughs> I will read it later. I did see that super chat. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, thank you again to eliquid.com. Guys, it really supports the show. Thank you guys for checking it out and making your purchases. And, you know, no joke, too. This is like, I would mention this even without the sponsorship, but my friend came out to visit me. And she was like, I love eLiquid.com. I'm like, do you listen to my podcast? She goes, no, you have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you have a, do you think anybody's given a vape pen as a wedding favor yet? No, but oh. it should. It, well, There's got to be some DJ in like, you know, Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Who just yeah. is like has vapes for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Vapes for vapes for all. What are you guys going to do as your wedding favor at your wedding? I don't know. Just cash. Just give me cash. No, no, no. The wedding favor, you know, what you give to the guests. Wedding favor, right, yeah. You know, I'm people giving give, people anything. You know how people give, like, bullshit out? Like, yeah. it's kind of annoying. It's always, it's like, garbage. It's garbage. What am I going to do with this shit? Like, they give you, like, a little shot glass or, like, a bottle cap opener. Oh. But they you, give you, like, the world's smallest mm, jar of mm. honey. Yeah, no. or a little thing of a Tabasco, which I appreciate. Yeah. But- well, no, I fucking hate that. <laughs> if I'm paying, like, a hundred bucks for your chair at my wedding, I'm not... Giving you any yeah. present? I gave you a meal. You have a place to be. You have a roof over your head for a couple of hours. You should definitely give vape pens. That'd be so <laughs> fucking funny. That'd be so super cool. And only I would expect everyone to to vape. Oh yeah, as yeah. like a, a vape. I'm gonna I'm give. I'm gonna give out stamps. Stamps? Yeah, just something useful. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's, a, that's a very Ron Babcock thing to give People out. People are like, oh, cool. Thank you for this. Like practical useful thing oh, you know the worst that's thing that's my love it's not romantic but it's practical as fuck yeah that's that's ron in a nutshell yeah uh you know what the the, the worst thing to get at a wedding is and i don't know if you've herpes? tried this player herpes is bad very that. you know what? i'll say herpes is worse than what i'm about to say but uh candy covered almonds <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm talking about did you I, notice I, by the way ron blair's reaction to candy covered almonds was way worse than herpes because <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Everyone's like, herpes. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. Candy covered uh, almonds. Fuck that. <laughs> well, there, every time I eat a candy covered almond, I'm always like flirting with a trip to the dentist. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, this is good, but fuck. Right. Like, or it just gets in between the push. Like, oh, it's cut up awful. Like, the shell is so fucking hard on Disgusting. those things. They break up. It's like you have glass in your mouth. You're just yeah, chewing glass disgusting. and rocks. It's garbage. Hate that shit. Oh, they're never going to be a sponsor Great. of this yeah. <laughs> they're never Now we burn through our candy-covered almond yeah. sponsors. Okay, well, before we wrap up this debate, I you know, I want to I want to talk a few, you know, uh talk about some of the the most authentic and best content on YouTube because it's easy to talk shit about people, right? I will just say this as a blanket statement. Most drama channels and most drama people, anyone associated in that bullshit ass universe, I'm going to call out as being inauthentic because they are doing it for clicks and for money and for views and the only way you can convince me otherwise the only way is if one of those channels decides to go profit free they turn off the ads and then they will take out the profit motive and then i will start to say okay maybe they they have something um, because they Maddox, would never are, are you basically saying that you just don't want no drama in your life <laughs> yeah I it guess. sounds like you're just not into drama i that's not like what i like to do i think it's so petty and and just like I don't know, base yeah, to talk about another person, let alone a YouTube I, I channel. I just don't understand like why people spend so much time coming up with reasons why they don't like something. I'm like, if I don't like something, I just don't consume it. I just move on to the next thing. Yeah. So if you're coming up with a lot of reasons why you don't like something, to me, it's like you're actually like kind of a weird fan. Oh, absolutely. Which yeah. is why when you meet them in person, they become ass kissers. Ass kissers. Yep. Also, one of the things I've always use to gauge if I should be friends with someone or date someone or whatever is do they spend more time talking about things they hate as opposed to what they like mm, yeah. I like people who would rather have a conversation about like I think this is awesome I like this, this is what I'm into rather than like I hate that and I hate this like group I of hate people, like and, candy covered almonds or some bullshit no. well I can Everyone understand that one almonds, that one's on, fine okay all right okay that one's fine but you know it's just the difference between like someone who's more positive and more negative yeah I mean yeah I like that that's that's what I'm known for, being a real positive dude. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like the things like basket of positivity. I shit on I shit on concepts. I shit on ideas. I shit yeah. on like yeah. animals. You know, and, and, the, and oh, you and, shit on like the the macro <laughs> version of on things. babies. Yeah, babies. Oh, I you know, just stuff that can't fight back. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but, but but everyone's like, oh, that's such an easy target. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Try criticizing a baby. Everyone's gonna jump down. Your uh, yeah, that's not an easy target. Yeah. actually, you can criticize Trump. You can criticize any politician. You can criticize. Yeah, you know, adults all day long. You criticize a baby, you're a fucking monster. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the asshole? Yeah, I'm That the baby asshole? fucking sucks. Oh, these kids, man. My these friend kids. brought over his new kid. He's like, check my baby. And I was like, I have some notes. Yeah, I do have some notes. There's a lot you can improve, especially <laughs> especially this bullshit-ass approach that parents are having now where they don't say no to their kids. Fucking say no. If you're not going to say no, I'm going to say no. All right? You choose, idiot. You want, you want right. to be the parent, see, or am I going to be the parent? Or the world will be the parent. I yeah. mean, I, and I know parents love receiving unsolicited feedback from people who don't have children. So that's why I'm going to say this. As someone who doesn't have a child, I tell you, when they do that thing where they, they give the child the choice all the time, I'm seeing a lot of kids, I'm like, you are making a very anxious child. Yeah. Because it's not that they're giving them the choice, it's that they're giving them the questions way too fast. And it takes a while for the kid to process each question. So they're like, do you want to play with the truck? Do you want to play with the truck? Or do you, do you want to play with the board game? Or do you want to play with something? Like, they're giving them 
so many different things and the kid can't keep up and you're basically giving this kid like decision paralysis where he doesn't know what to do because he wants to play with everything but because they're accelerated and they got shit to do they're trying to get their kid to make a decision quickly Mm -hmm. and what you're doing is you're making an anxious kid you're not only not only making an anxious kid but also we're not supposed to advertise to kids because kids don't have the critical thinking to make decisions for themselves right also they don't have any money they don't don't have any yeah exactly except for those kids who actually have jobs thank you child labor i have met here in la some like young kids i mean we're talking like 13 14 or whatever that are like famous on instagram or whatever and they're just like rich and they're swinging their power around and their parents are their bitch and it's so weird to see so not too long ago that's weird speaking of speaking of rich kids and, and jake paul not too long ago i went to an event that was a Team 10 event. So Team 10 is the oh, company. Oh, dude, you try to get me to go, and I, yeah. I didn't want any part of it. Oh, I'm so glad I went. It was bizarre as fuck. Oh, I'm sure. You were texting me from it. Oh, yeah. The average age of the person there was like eight or nine years old. Oh, and, my God. And fucking Maddox. And if I... And Maddox. <laughs> actually shit on artwork that they did. <laughs> Probably. And, and if I like dress like an adult, if I wasn't wearing like a T-shirt and my, you know, whatever weirdo hat... I would look. I would have just looked like a parent there, but I, you know, I was like just kind of hanging out and observing and people watching. It was so bizarre. These kids were rich as fuck, and I'll tell you how I know is because I found two hundred dollars cash on the floor. I saw some kid. <laughs> I saw some kid walking by, and he he dropped. I, I'm pretty sure it was this kid I, I saw dropping two hundred dollars, or he kicked it or something. I picked it up and I ran after the kid. I'm like, hey, dude, did you lose some money? And he goes, without skipping a beat, he goes, no. And then I turned to his friend. I'm like, must have been his friend. I'm like, hey, did you did you drop some cash? And the kid, same thing, without skipping a beat. No. <laughs> I'm like, okay, idiots. I guess I just made two hundred dollars. Right. You fucking rich pricks. Like, uh, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Even right now, as me, I'd be like, yeah, that's mine. That's yeah, mine. yeah. I dropped it. No, these kids were like so loaded, and they just I, I could tell they're loaded too because they're wearing clothes that i've never seen before mm-hmm. you know when when you uh go to a really high end something or other and you see some bullshit ass thing it's a yeah. one of a kind every every one of these i, kids, I always say the if you go into a store and if the fewer the articles of clothing the more expensive yep. like i went to i once went to a store that had a t-shirts and in between the t-shirts was a good like 36 inches of space i'm like oh fuck yeah yeah like, 60 dollar so t-shirts mm-hmm. there's so many little stores like that like on melrose yeah there's so many like places where it's like there are five things for sale here, but they're so expensive that the store only needs to sell like five of them a month to make their rent. I also have another theory that Blair could prove right now. Uh, the smaller the backpack, the more expensive it is. Blair, I'm taking oh. a look at your backpack right now. <laughs> Did you have a- and it looks like a slightly bigger than a wristwatch. This <laughs> is like a cute little tiny guy. Uh, yeah, well. Right? But, the, and I- but I'm responsible with my money for the most part. Like I splurge like once every like, five-ish months and then I'll get something really nice but it's always stuff that I know will last forever like that's a backpack like I'll always need a backpack yeah everyone has a thing or two that they splurge on for me it's well, eliquid.com <laughs> with over 44,000 products it's not a splurge when it's a necessity <laughs> and also you can't afford not to buy it I'm losing money <laughs> I'm not buying it uh, I'll, I'll tell you the two things I splurge on is food and travel I always want to buy good food, and I always want to spend money on travel. Which, by the way, guys, hot tip. Here's a fucking Maddox tip. How about whoa, that? Whoa, wrong? hold on. What, yeah. you're, you're creeping on my territory yeah. here. Hot, All right. Mad, hot Maddox tip. Right now, there is a deal going on to fly to Paris or Rome for $267. Yeah. 
you can buy just go to kayak.com slash explore and you can see these it is it really is and then there's a ticket i found to japan for 400 428 dollars which normally it costs like 800 plus and there's a ticket to north korea or south korea for 409 dollars just crazy travel deals right now oh i yeah. should go to fucking paris yeah there, and then mexico i found a ticket to mexico for like 200 dollars the hotel What's that? Does no. it include the hotel? No, oh. it doesn't include the hotel, but, it, you know. But that's were, amazing still. That's amazing. It's amazing, yeah. You, especially, if you, you know. Uh, Blair, you know, you, I have a friend who had a good tip about flying over to Europe. A lot of times people f- try and fly to the city they're going to. Makes sense, right? But sometimes it's expensive to fly into Paris or London. Just get over to Europe. Yeah. Just find the cheapest flight to fucking Kiev or Milan. And then get a train anywhere. or a car. You know, once you're over there, you could just use like Ryanair or one of the low-budget European carriers where it, it cost $14 to fly from Stansted, London, down to Bordeaux, France. It cost $14. Once you're over in Europe, it's like less, it's like $50 $100 to get anywhere in Europe. So what you do is instead of going to the city you want, go to some fucking city you never even thought you would visit, like Stockholm, whatever. Stay there for the night. And you, you don't even have to stay there for the night, but I say tack on an extra trip and then spend like $25 going to the city that you're actually trying to get to. Hey, man, great tip. That's how I went to Budapest. That's, I, a, that, that's not even the Babcock tip. That's just a tip. That's just a tip. I needed to go to Greece for a wedding. And I found a cheaper ticket to Budapest. It was going to save me like a grand. And I'm like, oh, oh wow. fuck it. I'll check out Budapest. And it was amazing. Yes. And Had it's an like those like, wonderful times that yeah. like, you give yourself a little adventure that you never thought you'd have. It's I had, great. I had a fan meetup there in Budapest. I was like, wow. I, I was just like, I was. I posted on Facebook. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm in Budapest. And uh, <laughs> and um, I, let's have a little When you say you call. had a fan meetup, was it just one singular fan? I was expecting. <laughs> so I was expecting in Budapest like one to zero people to show up. <laughs> And like 10, 10 I think 10, <laughs> 10 people, people showed up. Yeah, 10 people showed up That's in awesome. Budapest. It was amazing. Oh, this story too. So I, I meet up with these guys. I'm like, holy shit, I have fans in Budapest who not only are, are fans, but they are like engaged and they want to like meet meet up with me. I'm like, great. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna big I'm gonna be the big man. First rounds on me. I take him to a bar. I'm like, yeah, I got all this, I got all the beers. I plop down my credit card. They're like cash only. I'm like, oh fuck. So I reach into my pocket and I pull out a twenty thousand bill and I'm like, huh? And I and she goes, okay, thank you. Gives it to me. Gives me like eight thousand change. And I'm like, well, how much did I just pay for this beer? <laughs> I went home and I did the math and it was less than like seventy cents a beer. Oh wow! Yeah, I th- I thought I was gonna look like the biggest asshole, like being, you know, big big man Maddox and can't even pay for the fucking beer he promised. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. You know, I've super, never been out of the time. country. Yeah, what's that? I've never been out of the country. Really? Ever. What? And I want to really bad. Like, do you have a, oh, Do you have really? a passport? No. But yeah, I've never been out of the country. Well, what's um, one place you want to go to? Um, probably like London and Paris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just places like that. Places that, as a kid, you like romanticize that are amazing. That you should go. They're great places. Amazing. You would have such a good time. Okay. You would, yeah. And with go. uh, you know, with the cheap tickets that he set up. Yeah. Hey, speaking of tips, Ron, what do you got for us? You got a Babcock tip for us? I do have a Babcock tip. I got a couple, and I'm trying to decide which one to tell. I think I'm gonna go with this one. Um, all right. I think people don't realize how incredible the public library is. Now, you might think of it as uh, a homeless person masturbation factory, and you are not wrong. But I think libraries are amazing. Now, yeah, you can go to libraries. They're great. But I'm going to give you a tip that shows that you. this is to help people who don't necessarily want to go to the library, but they want to get the benefits of the library. If you are buying audiobooks, you are throwing your money away. The library has audiobooks. Oh, 
fuck ton of them. Oh. Maddox, you could suck my dick. <laughs> so you go to your local library. It has an app. They will have a service with something uh, called Libby or RB Digital. And you can go on there. Just search on the search on your uh, library website. And you can place a loan on either a hard book or on an ebook or on an audio book. And you can actually uh, you know, get your ebook to your reader. You can get your audio book. You can listen to it on your phone. It's treated just like a normal library book, except there's no overdue fines because when it's done, they just take it back. So you do you can only listen to this digital copy for three weeks. But like if you're the type of person who spends like money on audiobooks, which by the way are like surprisingly expensive. I thought audiobooks were gonna be like five dollars. You can suck my dick. <laughs> yeah, but they're like thirty bucks. Dude, just fuck Audible. Just go to your local library app, sign in with your card, and enjoy audiobooks for free. That's your tip, Ron? That's my tip. That's your... Oh, it's the tip that I use all the time. I haven't paid for a book in a year. You know what? Fuck you, Ron. Oh. I, my, oh. I, my book is available in bookstores oh, and here. on Audible, and you're telling people to go to, to, not to use the Audible. library, <laughs> you piece of shit, to get my fucking book for free, to listen to it. Oh, because oh, you, no, you can't spend no, again, $10? Again, Maddox, with your short-sighted thinking, you're missing the fact that the library had to originally purchase copies of your oh, book. Thank you, Ron. They get a <laughs> dollar per library. And they don't go... There's a lot of libraries out there. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, how many are there out there? Listen, like, man, you can either spend money or you could save it and invest it. Your choice, buddy. Yeah, well, I don't have any money to save if people are going to the library well, maybe scamming stop, out of fucking royalties. Maybe you stop writing fucking books. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I just about have because it takes so, so fucking long. I want to have the sponsored by Audible. You're, you're, you've been sponsored no, by No, I want to be. Yeah. They I, sponsor a lot of people. They have coin. Audible's great. Don't listen to Ron's tip. I'm gonna yeah, go to Audible. Time, I'm gonna veto the Babcock this a, tip this week. And that's why you know it's a good tip. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, the libraries are kind of amazing. One of the best ones I've been to is in Altadena, California. You walk in, it's like walking into the set of Mad Men. It's a 1960s building. They totally kitted out the entire inside like a 1960s office. And they have a 3D fucking printer there. You can go to the library. Hmm. You can use the 3D printer. You right. can go to the library. You can take out video games. Huh, so they have a whole section of like Xbox and PlayStation and everything. Okay. Is a 3D printer the thing you can make a gun with? Yes. Okay. Well, there's other things you can make <laughs> stuff with. <laughs> no? Just guns. Just guns. <laughs> well, I was... You can make dildos. You can... <laughs> that that was... also shoot. I was, talking to... <laughs> I was talking to Joey about it. I've never seen one. I have no concept of like a printer it's... making a gun. It's wild, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this is, this is a, a, a sense central piece of a video I'm working on about gun control, which is coming, because I, I rarely, I'm like you, Blair, I, I rarely like to make political I videos. I prefer your video about dildo control, personally. <laughs> dildo control. Oh, by the way, guys, I gotta plug an Instagram channel. I don't know anything about this guy. I don't, I've never met him. Not a friend of mine. I don't know anything. But it's uh, it's strange dildos. And it is just fantastic. It's <laughs> it, He posts the creepiest fucking dildos, and there's so many of them, and they just keep coming. They're like alien dildos, and weird like rabbit dildos, and dildos that are like Way too anatomically Maybe correct. Maybe that's what you should get people when you go off the registry. <laughs> weird dildo. You just get some weird, weird dildo. dildo. And you're like, you're going to want to use this around year 10. Yeah. So we'll great. follow. Great, uh, great shitty tip, Ron. So you, the Altadena Library not only has my book for free, but then they have a 3D printer. So you can then have a physical copy of my book also for free. Garbage. Yeah. Hey, but yeah, you, you can't get that. video games, man. Just fuck GameStop. Just go to your library. And get some That's games. true. That's a good point. Uh, just a couple quick super chats, and then we got to move on. From one from Pavich Babin, he says uh, Maddox the vapist. <laughs> He's calling me. A vapist. I would say you're a serial vapist. Uh, say I, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, for $2, and Pavage Bavin for another two, he says, I never splurge on anything ever, period. <laughs> <laughs> That's bleak. Yeah, for $2. Thank you, Pavage Bavin. And another one. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly didn't splurge on the super chat either. Thanks. Yeah, I made its point. And another one for $5 from Pavage Bavin says, Ron, if you think the library is cool for free stuff, you should check out this thing called the internet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, the, vi- the library is just like piracy you go to. I don't understand how the library library even would like the reason i'm glad we have libraries today because there's no way we would have them today if they didn't already exist that's true in this someone yeah. the idea of a library i, I agree like, I, what is it it's just yeah. free shit just a bunch of free books what if people don't bring it back nah, no charge them a quarter yeah and in <laughs> in antiquity too if we had more libraries we'd probably we would probably as as a culture and civilization wouldn't be so fucking dumb because the library of alexandria oh, contained dude, i think about that all the too. fucking time like what have we lost we've lost so much the library it of alexandria was, it was the it had all the world's knowledge everything all of the books of antiquity all of the like writing fortunately the- libraries are super flammable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right they're like made out of stuff that can burn yeah and like so we lost all the world's knowledge up until that point and you just wonder like what was in there, Atlantis, you know? the old uh, philosophical writings of old, I, I, probably some some ancient music and shit like that. We've lost. I mean, so it's much. almost like kind of like that's the one of the downsides of actually putting all your knowledge in one place rather than keeping it scattered about. Yeah. Like you wonder, like when you put all your eggs in one basket, yeah. like that. Or well, on the internet. Now. Or on the internet. I mean, like we can never forget things now. Like I, it, I think. Well, I think our next big, like the burning of Alexandria or the Great Depression, is actually going to be like all the servers for YouTube oh, are just going to go down. Don't say that. Yeah. And I'm then people are going to be like, "That is terrible." Oh, I used to have followers, and it's like going to be this new world order. You know, like I was YouTube famous back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, I mean, there's literally people who were the biggest people in vlogging who. There's people in this room who've never heard of him, Z Frank, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, exactly. So it's it it could happen. It's uh you know, but he's kind of like behind the scenes now. Let's talk about last week's debate though, real quick, because we need to move on. We talked last week about who's the best stand-up comedian. Blair, anyone off the top of your head? Who do you like? I'm honestly not big into stand-up comedians. I went to my first Same. comedy show the other night. I went to see Joe Rogan, and like he was funny, but like I, it wasn't my thing. Okay, that's fair. That's totally fair because there's a lot of people who are like that. They don't like stand-up. There's a lot of bad stand-up out there. Yeah, there, there truly is. Well, we have the results from last week's debate. Coming in dead last is Stephen Wright, my pick. Ah. Assholes and idiots. Dead last? Assholes and idiots. This, You know what, though? I know why. It's because Stephen Wright... He's not as Yeah, he's not as active. active. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody like has seen Stephen Wright stuff. Followed by Patrice O'Neill. I thought Patrice was a pretty strong candidate. Yeah, but he all again, he, you know, he passed. Yeah. And people aren't gonna they're going with what's current, what's affecting right. them now. And then Robert Benford's pick, which is Norm McDonald. And then my pick. And which then is current. coming in number one was Bill Burr. Ron, congratulations. I think that's the second time you've won. I don't think I've won a lot more than that. I don't think so. That was yeah, the, yeah. Definitely, maybe that's the first time you've won. I saw him <laughs> at the Joe Rogan show the other night, and I didn't laugh once. The, well, uh, then, I've been Bill corrected. Burr. Yeah, I didn't laugh. He's been kind of ranty, I think. He get, he's been like more ranting than, uh, than, than... He's probably working on some new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Carlin, Carlin's like that. Carlin, classically, everyone's like, oh, we can't believe you, did, you guys didn't pick George Carlin. I saw George Carlin live before he passed, and... He, it was funny, but a lot of it was just rants. He was just well, it's like, like anything, you know. It's like there's gonna be a lot of like I always say, like there's more bad stuff than good, you know. It's yeah. like you take any look at any videos of any YouTuber. It's not like n- not everyone's a winner. 
You know, there's a yeah. lot of ones where it's like, oh, I didn't know what I was doing. Most just... most YouTube content is shit. Yeah. And when I when I first set out to make YouTube videos, my goal, my express purpose was to try to produce a better quality YouTube video, which is why I always edit, produce, music, 3D stuff in the backgrounds, which I do myself. I, you'd appreciate, Ron. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a super chat from Apostolos Costantino for five euros. He says, Maddox, did you print alien dildos with the library's 3D printer? And he spelled dildos with a zero because I think he was afraid that would be censored in my, in my super chats. No, guys, you can type dildo all you want. And no, I did not print a 3D dildo. Um, (laughs) But it's time for some quick news headlines. We should uh, get to some of these. Listen to this bullshit. We were talking about kids and babies earlier. Listen to this fucking kid. Two-year-old destroyed $1,000 of his parents' money by putting it through a shredder. I saw this one. You saw it? Yeah. And I I brought a picture. Where was this? What country? This was in Utah, my my home state of Utah. I'm going to hold this up in front of the webcam. You guys can see like a black and white picture. It just looks like garbage. It looks oh. like nicotine. Yeah, My it God. looks like shit. This fucking kid put the money through a shredder. A thousand dollars. Where where were they putting keeping a thousand bucks? Well, they were keeping it in an envelope. The child's parents were saving up to attend a football game. One day, the money was stashed away in an you know envelope. What? I don't feel bad for them anymore. Yeah, <laughs> if you're spending a thousand dollars on a football yeah. game. Football yeah, game. this a is why rich people shouldn't be. This is why people shouldn't be allowed to have money. <laughs> yeah, well, a thousand dollars on a football game. For and fuck's sake. Yeah, they're and they're trying to get the money reimbursed. From who? Who? The fuck's gonna reimburse? A GoFundMe. That's what they always do. It's There's just yeah. one girl who spent like her life savings on lottery tickets. Yeah. Never got a dime, and then started to go fund me. She's like, everyone should feel bad for me, but I would put that fucking baby up for. Tell me, she did not get her money from the GoFundMe. There's um, nothing, you know. The, I don't think she did. It's pretty great when you see a GoFundMe like that, and you and see it it's fails. like it fails so hard. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, girl, that's your problem. Do you do you remember Save Karen? Do you remember Save Karen at all, Blair? You might be you might be too young for this, but Save Ron, do you remember Save Karen? I remember Save Ferris. No, it's not Save Ferris. Save Karen was a website. You would hate this player. I'm sure you'd make a video about this, or maybe, I don't know. The internet would be going nuts if this was uh, out today. But back in the early 2000s, before Facebook and everything like that, there was a website called Save Karen because this girl was irresponsible, and she accrued like something like $50,000, $60,000 of shopping debt. She just went on a shopping spree oh. and maxed out like three or four credit cards. And then she said, hey, guys, I'm irresponsible. I made this mistake, and can you help bail me out? And she created a website where people Why could is- donate money. Why are other people's problems got to be my problem. Yeah. Right. Why do I got to fix other people's problems? Right. People like that ruin the whole like GoFundMe stuff because like some people it's like you know I'm, I need cancer treatments or like my dog needs surgery or it's gonna die in a week and it's like people want to donate to that and that's like I get okay. that I get that as well but then you see people like I spent my life savings on fucking like strange dildos or anything you know what I mean and then yeah. they want money it's like no yeah that's your fucking problem don't yeah. don't look for like I understand health health things right like yeah. a, a funeral a funeral's a thing okay yeah you have funeral expenses you have health things that come up people don't have insurance like i offer to bury the body for people all the time <laughs> ron's ron's a <laughs> great I'm a, I'm a good guy hit him hit him up ron's a good guy. i got a place crypt keeper yeah that's right well listen to this copy too i, I love the copy on these like fucking bullshit stories the kids they really do the darndest things <laughs> this i hate that expression so much i talked about that in my book yeah. I have a whole chapter talking about I fucking hate when they say kids do the darndest things because they really want to say damnedest. And everyone's pissed off at kids. But they just don't want to talk about it. Just ask Ben and Jackie Belknap. 
whose two-year-old son put their life, not their life savings, their savings through a shredder on Monday. CBS oh, no. Affiliate. Now <laughs> we can't see the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. So me and the wife have been saving up to pay for our Utah football tickets in cash, Ben tweeted. For a college game? Yeah. Jesus. We pulled our money out yesterday to pay mom for the season. Well, we couldn't find the envelope until my wife checked the shredder. Yup. Two-year-old shredded $1,060. Good. You shouldn't be spending a grand on going to a football game anyway. I mean, it was season. I hold on, it was season tickets, so I get that more than one single what game. What is that? I don't. What season ticket holders, you know, so they're paying for the whole. They said the Utah season, so they're paying for the whole season. So they're going to all the games again. If it's your thing, but it's also like that to me is also like it's not that. You listen, you could be into football, but don't like that is extra money. Like that is not a need. That is a want, yeah. and that sucks. But it's like, I mean, it's like oh it wasn't no, cancer treatment. Yeah, it's like okay. Hey, with all the time they're saving from going to football games, maybe they can get a job. Uh, <laughs> 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 we got. Oh, listen to this one. I, I want to know. What he should compost that money though, because then it's going to be the real primo expensive. Com- it'll be the most expensive compost he's ever had. Yeah, maybe they'll get a money tree. Um, we, <laughs> uh, listen to this one. I, I I almost made this the debate this week. This is interesting. A controlling girlfriend gives her boyfriend a contract with twenty-two rules. And I brought the contract, and this is crazy. Oh, I, have you, did I you see this? I cannot fucking wait. I'll let you know how much I'd agree with Okay. Okay, yeah, let's go through this, uh, this list. A man traded in his car and accidentally left a list of rules written by his girlfriend for their relationship. Oh, my vehicle. God. Oh, that's got to be a violation of the contract. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Later, a Twitter user named KKE's, KKI's96 found it and uploaded it to social media sites. However, it went so viral that he was forced to delete the original tweet because people mistakenly thought it was his girlfriend who tweeted this. So here are the rules. Listen to these. Number one, you are not to have a single girl's phone number. Eh, that's too extra. That's just, just like... No, that's bullshit. I, I'll veto that <sighs> shit. I have a lot of girls who are single who I'm not interested in that are not interested in me. We're friends. Yeah, that just seems like that just seems like a, a red flag right there. Like anything yeah. you do is going to be a, a jealousy. His exactly. best friend is a woman. Joey's best friend is a woman. Well, one of his best friends named Rachel. Not anymore, bitch. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Rule number no. one. Sorry, Joey. No, and I love her, and it's fine. Rule number two, you are not to follow them on any social media, including Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Wait, following, like, any girls? The, the women, the single girls, yeah. Oh, I, I would love I love them to message me, like, hey, I think your stuff is funny, but are you single? No, 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 <laughs> you don't understand. I just have to make sure you weren't so I can follow. Unfollow. You know, I always feel weird. This is, this is kind of weird, but, like... My friends sometimes who have like really hot girlfriends who are on Instagram, they post a picture, you know, they're like, you know, extra cleavagey, whatever. And I click like without thinking because I'm like scrolling through and I'm like, oh shit, I hope my buddy doesn't, doesn't think I'm. The wrong way. Yeah. And then, so I quickly go to my buddy's Instagram and I like a whole bunch of his photos too. I'm like, are we, are we cool now? Are we cool? <laughs> I like five of hers for one of hers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, we're, we're cool now, right? We're, I'm not like hitting on your girl. Maybe I'll unlike that just to be safe. <laughs> that was a problem for me when I first got with him. He was following so many hoes. It was. It, it was. It, but it wasn't it wasn't just like it wasn't just like female friends it was like every hoe on instagram was like followed by him didn't matter if they were a regular girl a tranny anything he was following them and he was liking every single picture oh, and so you know i just think it's cool that <laughs> joey can find beauty in this world yeah you know what i mean that's a i mean i thing. guess but it took so long to get him just unfollow all of them are you, do you are you a jealous type player do you get jealous of yeah, you okay, have to yeah. be. Right, you have honest, to be. I own it. All right, here's uh, rule number three. You are not to hang out with Keegan, including his house or anywhere in public. <laughs> Wait, who's Keegan? I guess one of his... It is one That's like a real person. fun dude. Yeah. You are not to go to Honda without me. I don't... Wait, wait, so what? there's 22 of these? We've yeah. just done like four. Yeah. <laughs> you are not to hang out with your friends more than two times a week. 
Holy shit. Yeah, damn, that's damn. not even that many. You are not to look at a single girl. <laughs> that's a question. Just that's in a, general. That's a bizarre one, because how do you know they're single unless you talk to them? She's encouraging them, him to talk to the girl. Seems like she's been burned before. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. yeah. People like that, if you treat someone like that in a relationship with that amount of crazy rules, you're treating them like they did something wrong when they haven't even done it, so they might as well do something wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? If girls come up to you at any place or any time, you are to walk away, and walk is capitalized. <laughs> don't, don't. As opposed to what, idiot? Crawl? Go crawl? Yeah. Just slither away? <laughs> uh, Mo. <laughs> Mo is not to hang out with us every time we hang out. <laughs> so I guess he's got a buddy named Mo. <laughs> this guy also Mo sounds, sounds like, like a, a problem. This, yeah. guy, this guy sounds like a piece of work, though. I think that's the first rule I agree with. Yeah. I, <laughs> so far, his friends are named Mo and Keegan. Mo and Keegan. And Mo hangs out with them all the time to the point where it's become a problem and she has to make a rule. But not so much a problem that it's not the number one rule. That's right. The number like, one, I would yeah. say that would be like, hey, man, you can't hang out with Mo all the time. Oh, listen to this one you are not to ask for head wow i mean i I thought relationships were based in strong communication yeah uh letting each other know what you need if it's something you like why can't you just say yeah i kind of like this uh, i hate when like in relationships when people use sex as like this weird yes like oh barter system you were so nice so i'm gonna have it was like i fucking hate that that is weird weird commodity based system be like what we just fucking love each other why aren't we like together. Yeah. I, I I remember one time I, I was dating this girl. We got in an argument, and at the end of it, like we're still like discussing and trying to like you know uh, work things out and try to resolve the conflict. And she just throws this in in the, in the middle of the conflict, the middle of the argument. She goes, "Well, enjoy masturbating tonight." I'm like, "Fuck <laughs> you! I don't. You don't want to have. If you don't want to have, I don't want to have sex with anyone who doesn't want to have sex with me. If you don't want to have sex with me, yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like I don't give a shit. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna beg and like you know. I'm not gonna kowtow and then like give into an argument so I can have sex with you. What are you? What are you? Some kind of weird uh, argument prostitute? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know it's always really fun to have sex with someone who's super disinterested in having yeah. sex. I hate that shit so much. Don't fucking barter and you know what it's weaponizing per- it it's weaponized yeah it's weaponized fucked up man it's like it's such a bad basis for an actual relationship yeah, yeah. it's weaponized intimacy withdrawal and 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 it's pervasive in our society even if you watch um how to train your dragon right in that movie every single fucking movie has this weird trope where the guy does something nice for the girl who doesn't like him at first yeah and she rewards him with a kiss yep fuck you hate that shit women are trained to be like that i hate yeah. it i hate it uh, another rule. Here we are. You are not to get mad at me about a single thing ever again. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that seems like that seems like a jokey one. How can that be serious? Yeah, right? that one has to be. Yeah, that one has to be jokey. I wonder if he also came up with a contract. Like, are we not seeing his contract that she signed? His contract is just like he just the same list, but he removed the word "not." <laughs> <laughs> you are not to bring up Tyler, Noah, Devin, or Josh ever again. <laughs> You are not allowed to drink unless I am with you. Hmm. More jealousy. I am allowed to do a phone check whenever I please. I like that one. Oh, you like that one? I, I feel like if you're in a relationship, you should have access to each other's phones. Joey can check mine and vice versa. Well, I would be pissed off oh, with that rule. Oh, phone check like that. Okay. Yeah, like a phone check. I would be pissed off at that rule if I wasn't Maddox. And I know this sounds like self-aggrandizing, but every girl I date, I tell them at the outset. I said, look, 
because of who I am, because I have this public persona and stuff, sometimes girls flirt with me and they send me nudes and things like that. The question to you is, do you want to know about that or do you trust me that I'll do the right thing and not have to tell you? And every girl is different. Every girl I've dated is different. And then I also offer them this. In addition to that, I'll I'll have an open phone and opened computer policy. So you can check my computer. You can check my phone whenever you want. And most girls are just like, yeah, okay, I trust you. I don't care. And they, they don't. But if I was in a normal relationship, I think I, I would be like, well, I don't know. Why don't you trust me? You know? Yeah, yeah. We check each other's phones all the time. I mean, you got you and you and Joey are both like you know social media people. You have big online yeah. followings. If we move in, there are never to be girls at our house. <laughs> I guess this girl doesn't have friends or female friends. If we move in together, your friends will rarely be allowed over. Wow. If I catch you around girls, I kill you. That, does it? <laughs> wow. You're, Jesus. She must be really good in bed, though. Uh. I don't know, man. This I, mean, is I like, don't know what the what the why somebody would agree to this. If, it says you are not to ditch me for your friends. That's reasonable. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Austin does not control when we when I hang out with you, and that's in caps. <laughs> this guy seems to have issues with friends and his girlfriend. Let's see, I, so far, we've got Mo, Keegan, Austin, Devin, Tyler, Noah, or Josh. <laughs> I think those guys. Are, no, Devin, Tyler, Noah, and Josh are her ex boyfriends. Oh. That's why he's like, you can't ever bring them up. Oh, I will say some friends got to go when you're in a relationship. Some friends are just not good for being in a relationship. Yeah. Like I, some friends are just bad. Like he's had friends that just are bad examples, get him in a bad situation. So they just got to go. And I, vice versa. Yeah. yeah I, I try not to like it's overbearing if I say you can't like ultimately anyone can decide who they can be friends and, and not friends with. I can just say I don't like this about this person. I mean, it's up to them ultimately. If they, if it's they tough when you them. don't like like your significant other's friends. Yeah, it I'm makes just it very straight up about. It. I'm like, no, you can't hang out with him, honey. No, mm-hmm. that's bad. <laughs> He's not bad news. We are to go on a legit date once every two weeks at least. That's reasonable. That's cool, but to make it a rule, and then you're in trouble if you don't. It's like eh. once every two weeks. If you have to make a rule see, that you see your significant other, no, once she every means two weeks. a date. date. She means like a, we go out, not we're just hang out and Netflix and chill. Like, I, we're, I like it's a, there's effort put in. I think that's reasonable. I think that's a reasonable I one. Yeah, I get. But to me, when you put a date, when you put a timestamp on it, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Because what happens when you don't make it? You set this artificial deadline, and now, oh god, now fuck, it means we don't love one another. You know, it's like it's just setting your uh, this whole thing is just setting yourself up yeah. for failure. massive yeah. failure it should be both parties just make an effort to do it often yeah okay and when there's... you feel like it's not happening it's like hey we should probably spend some like quality <laughs> yeah. time together. and talk about why it's not yeah. happening. there's three three rules left and this one makes my blood boil oh, shit. if i say jump you say how high princess oh, oh my this God. woman sounds like the fucking worst sounds like the worst person yeah. alive awful i have never anytime a girl like identifies with being a princess, princess yeah uh, yeah oh, I, fucking I, a man so I many have, red flags i have never and will never call a girl princess it's the creepiest unless, thing unless i'm being sarcastic i'm daddy's little princess what the f- what, what shitty kingdom yeah. are you in charge of <laughs> yeah yeah that's weird you are to make sure you tell me you love me once a day at least so i know you're not messing around that's sad she has issues yeah but it seems like he's actually not like the i mean i feel like this guy i feel like you should like invest your time in somebody else if you got to tell all this stuff but then again 
this might have came out of they might have been together for a while he might have made her crazy because sometimes Maybe. it's like people yeah. are like oh i have a crazy ex so what did you do to make her crazy you mm. know well i mean but this is like i mean this is really crazy. here's, here's <laughs> the last here's the last rule you are to never take longer than 10 minutes to te- text me back now if a guy Ew. guys guys sometimes have those rules with girls and they they come across as completely controlling and overbearing yeah this is the exact same thing if you yes. if you don't trust your partner enough to like you know finish what they're doing maybe they're taking a shit maybe they're watching a movie with a friend maybe they're at dinner well, i know maddox you hate to text and shit i love it stupid. we got uh let's see we got i think we got one we got another story here speaking of this woman sent an exit survey to all her exes and it's just brilliant uh, it says breaking up can be a messy business, whether you're instigated yourself or your significant other does, but more often than not, someone gets hurt. Well, a young woman named Katie has made decoupling that much easier. Rather than getting bogged down with things like feelings, she approaches her breakup breakups with a beautiful sense of logic. Katie ends her relationships with an ex by sending an exit interview in which he can offer constructive feedback and ways that she can improve the dating experience. I think that's fantastic. I fuck it. But I, you know that's what? That's too much. No, really? I, I feel like extra. Katie is going to find a guy who is going to be a similar type of person. Yeah. Like someone who's like a, like an, a fellow engineer. This sounds like someone who's an engineer. Yeah. yeah. They're looking to optimize and streamline and make something efficient. Wrong with like, that. Am I-, I mean, hey, listen. I mean, if I wasn't taken, I'd probably be like, where's the entry interview? You know? But like... <laughs> That I love that. <laughs> I think it's good, right? It's okay, but I also feel like you're a different person in every relationship. Like I made mistakes in my last one that I would right. never make now, but that was me realizing the mistake. I didn't need to be told it, but but some I, people, some people need to be told. Some people need to be told. I've yeah. talked to some of my exes in the past, and I've asked them questions like, "Hey, you know, now that the relationship is over, is there anything that you feel like I, you know, could have improved, could have done better?" At the end of every relationship, I set out as a goal for myself. I look at my relationship critically as as critically as i can and i try to improve one thing about myself what did i do that i could do better yeah in the next relationship and i try to improve and i try and there's like mistakes there's- is it hard though when the responses always have a bigger dick <laughs> ron i don't like that joke at all <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, here's another story. Rock was used as a doorstop for 30 years and it was identified as a meteorite worth up to a hundred thousand dollars. That's a fucking story. I mean, <laughs> one man's trash turned out to be the universe's treasure. These, these journalists love headlines like this. Yeah. They can write cheese dick shit like this. A Michigan University professor discovered that a 22.5 pound chunk of stone that's been used as a doorstop for over 30 years is actually a meteorite that could be worth $100,000. Now, I saw a picture of this thing. It does not look like a stone. It looks like a fucking chunk of metal. <laughs> I saw this thing immediately. Oh, wow. I thought, oh, oh, there's a meteorite. Yeah, obviously it's a meteorite. How do, how did this dipshit spend thirty years of his life just sitting here kicking this thing on his way now, into his would, house? Would, would have been great as if like the year before he lost his house, which still had a hundred thousand dollars left on the mortgage, <laughs> and this whole time, yeah, Central Michigan University geo- geology professor. Oh, you love this one, Ron. Uh, Mano Sirbescu said that she knew the rock was something special as soon as she saw it. Now, she makes a joke here. It's the most valuable specimen I have ever held in my life, monetarily and scientifically, uh, Sirbescu says in a press statement from the university. This is apparently something that happens quite frequently to Sirbescu, who is part of the university's Department of Earth and Atmospheric Sciences. The answer has been no. Meteor wrongs, not meteor rights. She said jokingly. (laughs) Oh, Two meteor wrongs don't make a <laughs> meteor. meteor r- <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
And that's when that man proposed to her. Media, a, meteor, a meteorologist. She's not even a meteorologist. She's an astronomer. This is an astronomy joke, I think. Right? Isn't it? I, I think so. It's, <laughs> it's words. It's words. Well, we know you're meteor wrong. Wow. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, that's it for the news. We got some voicemails. I usually play the voicemails before the news, but I totally forgot. Here we go. Here's the first one. Ron, this is about you, because a couple weeks ago, you mentioned that your Babcock tip was to donate blood. Well, here's this guy. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. Just heard your Ron Babcock tip, and it it just triggered me, because I've tried to donate blood several times. But since I lived in Europe during the 80s, they actually prohibit me from giving blood. So all these people talk about how great it is to give blood if the blood drives at work and, and how good they're doing. I legitimately, I guess legally or whatever, cannot do this. So I thought, you know, you should maybe be a little bit more sensitive when you're dishing out those uh, Babcock tips. Yeah. Anyway, uh, keep doing the good work. Bye. Yeah. What do you say about that, Ron? Uh, yeah, we don't want your dirty, dirty blood in our system. Well, what do you say about that caller? <laughs> I mean, I literally, like, that's why we have the term Euro trash, okay? Yeah. We don't want your dirty blood. What the hell happened in Europe in the 80s? I don't that know, man, but it is like, t- one time in college, I had to, uh, they, you know, you give you the whole thing, we get to ask all the questions, and I, yeah. I had done about a lot of traveling, Yeah. and uh, I st- so they're like, hey, you can't give blood today, you've been out of the country, and yada, yada, and went to India and all these places, and they're like, yeah, you totally can't give blood, and then I walked out early, and then everybody looked at me like I had an STD. Because like they ask all the questions like you know oh. have you had sex once for money you know like and I so everyone's looking at me I'm like no I just traveled to India Ron Coyley looks at them and says not once there's <laughs> 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 another voicemail Ron so a couple weeks ago when we talked about the topic was should you become a writer you said something that sounded a little maybe had a little too much English on it well this caller picked up on that listen oh, to this okay. yeah. Hey, Rod, or, or Ron, whatever. Um, when you said certain people who talk about being a writer sound like assholes, were you talking about someone in particular? Maybe a guy who writes petty essays with a brilliant mind, maybe? Yeah, Ron, were you talking wow. about anyone? For Sounds like you just tuned into the drama channel, okay? Oh. We're starting some shit. Oh, shit. This is the first time we've had... Uh, an an inter-episode drama. Yeah. Yeah. You all got to subscribe to my section of the podcast, which is different than Maddox's section of the podcast. I'll be cutting cutting it out. Well, anyway. (laughs) Yeah. The The douchebag of the week was not the collar, Ron. Oh, man. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Fuck you, Maddox. Yeah. Every time you talk about being a writer, I'm going to be like, oh, a writer. Yeah. Well, (laughs) trust me. I get it plenty. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Here's a here's a topic we may have. Uh, we almost debated this today, but this caller came in with a suggestion. We'll probably do this at some point in the future, but listen to this. Hey, Max, I got a debate topic for you. What's the shittiest fast food? Answer's Wendy's. You better believe Wendy's is the fucking right answer for the shittiest fast food. No, Wendy's, Wendy's is not I the shittiest. I guarantee it'll win in the freaking polls. Yeah, well, you might want to double check that guarantee, buddy. Because Wendy's, uh-uh. their spicy chicken's on point. McDonald's is the worst. Yeah, McDonald's is pretty yeah. bad. I got one that, you know, we're going to have this debate. You know, why, you know why Wendy's has square burgers? Why? Because they don't cut corners. Dave Thomas said that I was at a, I was at a, a talk with Dave Thomas with was from Wendy's, and he said that in the talk, and I was like, that's the best shit ever, man. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I trust 
a square hamburger. You'll poke your fucking eyes out, man. Um, here's a Ron, you mentioned a comedian uh, a couple episodes ago when we were talking about the best stand-up comic. This guy picked up on it. Listen to this. Oh, my God. Ron mentioned Kyle Kinane. I was going to call and scream my brains out if you guys didn't mention Kyle Kinane. I think he's one of the funniest motherfuckers on the planet. He is. I've listened to all his stuff. I saw him live one time he's been in Minnesota, and it was fucking phenomenal. So, yeah, that guy needs a bigger career. Thank you. Bye. He, he really is like he's like basically the next i don't know I, this sounds so fucking weird but he's like tiny bill burr he's like the huh. next george carlin in my opinion wow he's like the fun, funniest dude just listen to him on spotify you're I gonna wonder, love him i wonder if What's i've seen kyle, kyle, kyle Kinane. Kinane. go listen to his bit on trader joe's it's fucking great really yeah, yeah. i wonder if I, I don't think i've seen any kyle Kinane. have you not dude no, you know. should really you would love him you know who we didn't talk about in during the stand-up comic debate is dane cook who everybody like seems to hate but he's really not that bad like you could do way worse than dane cook Hard Harmful if swallowed. His first CD is legitimately a good comedy CD. Yeah, but like it, it takes a pretty far nosedive for me after that. His his follow up CDs. Well, every when so, he got into like the nostalgia part, when he's just like, remember this, and then that would just be like this, like the stadium comedy that he was doing. And now he's like kind of calmed down after he didn't become a movie star. Trick is they try to make him into a movie star. He's not a movie star. He's the fucking guy. To next to the movie, he's like the funny dude, you know, the funny add-on in the movie. Like, but they try to put, make him. He couldn't carry a movie, like a supporting comic. Yeah, he was just a, he was great. And yeah. Dan in real life, he was fucking great. It's yeah. when they make him like the main dude that all his movies flopped. Yeah, huh? Um, so Blair, you know all the YouTube drama and the pettiness and and bitterness and just awful people who just like are catty and hate each other and want to each, each other to fail. It's like that in the in the stand-up comedy world, except just oh, way worse. And so. I didn't know that. So Dane Cook, when he came out with his first comedy album, hit number one in the U.S. Like number one on, I think, on all charts. Yeah, it was right? crazy. It was crazy. He was like beating music albums that came out. So imagine that happening, and in, in that universe of stand-up comics, everybody hated him. Everybody oh, wow. was trying to knock him down, and I think that's why he got so much shit for it. I heard a Dane Cook joke one time where he was on like a late night talk show. I think he only told this joke like a handful of times, but he was saying. He was talking about like, um, you know, they have Amber Alerts and things like that. And he's, you know, to find missing kids. He goes, I got a better idea. You put a detonator on the kid. So if the kid goes missing and you can't find him after a day or two, you hit the button. Boom. If I can't have him, no one can. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I fucking love that joke. And it, it kind of makes sense to me. I'm like, yeah, man, you shouldn't have my kid either. <laughs> I, I would rather my kid get blown up than molested. <laughs> I, I think. I mean. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah. See? Bla- Affirmative from Blair. There we go. <laughs> uh, we got one last voicemail. Ron, this is about your uh, Babcock tip from, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago. I've been and- doing a ba- Blair, I've been doing a lot of Babcock tips. It's, yeah. it's a new thing. Yeah. And uh, it's costing a lot of feedback. Yeah, a lot of feedback. And and a correction. Listen to this. Oh, shit. Yeah, Ron. Gonna need some bigger Babcock tips to fit inside those deep cuts. Oh, and also, it's welcome to Costco. I love you, you dipshit. Uh, Not what? Walmart. From the it, movie Idiocracy. Ah, fuck. Oh, fuck. In Idiocracy, I, I remembered a scene uh, where the characters arrive at Costco, and the greeter says, welcome to Costco. I love you. And I thought it was Walmart. And this caller politely called in and explained the mistake know. to me. And I appreciate the constant feedback that we both get on this podcast. Uh-huh. That's, how, that's, how, that's basically them saying, I love you. By is when, By calling you a dumb piece of shit. Yeah. And based on that, Maddox has a lot of love. 
Yeah. <laughs> they love me. Um, by far, the biggest response we get for voicemail or anything on the show is when we make a minor, when we make a minor miss, you know, we misspeak. Oh, yeah, they'll let you know. I have yeah. heard him called you dumb piece of shit so many times <laughs> on this show. Like a shocking amount of time. In love. Yeah. No, well, you know, we'll see. Uh, all right. They're let's- just mispronouncing I love you. <laughs> yeah, well, they're mispronouncing every word of I love you <laughs> by calling me a dumb piece of shit. Blair, guys, make sure to check out Blair's Blair's channel and on Instagram, too. It's Blair White everywhere. Blair White on Instagram. Uh, it's the Miss Blair White on Twitter, though, right? Or is it um, Miss Blair White? M.S. Blair White. M.S. Blair White on oh, Twitter. Oh, gonna have to change that to Mrs. Pretty soon. Yeah. True. Yeah, Everyone keeps asking, but I think I'll keep it the same just because people yeah, need to find me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it sucks that you can't ever change your name on Twitter, too. Oh, yeah, because then you get, um, like, de-verified or something. You get de-verified. And, man, that fucking bullshit-ass process. When I first, So when I first created a Twitter account, I didn't want Twitter. Twitter's garbage. I hate it. I hate Twitter. It's just the worst. So I love it. I think it's great. You get, yeah, Ron. Ron. Ron lives in this, like, charmed world where he's not part of our, like, yeah, bullshit YouTube drama. Yeah, because I'm not drama. on my phone all the goddamn time. I, I'm, it's not a criticism. I think you're doing it right. Yeah, right. I envy you. But I also have no, like, social media following. I, I have a very basic B social media following. Yeah. It, it's great. It's great. But, but guys, you got to check out my twips. <laughs> my hot twips. Still, you're still workshopping, I think, that name. I like it. Um, <laughs> I think it's good. I think it's good. So, so when I first created a Twitter account, the reason I didn't is because there was someone who created a Maddox Twitter account that got like, you know, like five, ten thousand 10,000 followers or whatever. And I looked at it, and he was basically posting the same shit I would post, which is like links to my website and like... So you're like, you can do it. I'm like, yeah, this guy's, do it. This guy's got it. And then oh, eventually... And then this guy eventually like started posting his own shit and like was using my Maddox name for like to promote his other shit. And I'm like, all right, all right, you've had your fun. So I tried to get take over that account. I contacted Twitter. They're like, well, how do we know it's you? I'm like, well, it's fucking me. How do you want me to verify this? And they were like, we need two proofs of ID. We need all the stuff. So I sent it in to them. And then I, I was like, I get no response back. I'm like, well, and they're like, okay, yeah, um, we'll disable the account. I'm like, no, no, I want to take it over. They're like, no, you can't take it over. We're just going to disable it. I'm like, okay, fuck you too. And I was like, well, can I be verified now that I'm verified? You know it's me. And they're like, nope. And since then, I still have never been able to get verified. I've sent them New York Times articles, Washington Post, Time, Newsweek. That's I sent weird. them my Amazon page. I'm like, it's fucking me. Here is the evidence. Nothing, nothing. And there's like Twitter accounts with like a thousand followers that are verified. Oh, yeah. They're very weird and stingy about it. And I don't know exactly why. I was shocked that I got it. I what? was like, what? what does it do? Verification. Well, Besides you, make other it just, Twitter people jealous of you. It just is kind of like it's to verify your identity. Sorry. Uh, but it, it that's really nothing. You get a verified notification tab so you can see other verified other people verified follow people, you yeah. and tweet at you, which is good if you want to contact like other people but in the it's industry. But just like a dick swinging contest. Yeah, it it's is. like I have it and you don't. That's the currency. Pretty much. And I, yeah. Like it doesn't add any functionality. No, it does add functionality. What Blair was saying, it, it adds a tab in your chat. So if somebody with another verified mark messages you, it's you see that, right? Is that yeah? How it works? You know who's in my verified tab all the time is Rucka, even though he's not verified. <laughs> oh, I'm like, it, how is that possible? I think he used to be, and he got it taken away. So maybe oh, it still has that. Oh yeah, status. he still shows up, and I'm like, what? Which and I'm which, glad. But... Which, by the way, if you ever take away someone's verified mark, it is clearly a, a political statement. Because if someone's verified, the purpose of verification is supposed to be that, yes, this is the authentic person you're talking to. Yeah. I have people impersonating me all the fucking time, and I still can't get my verification mark. Because the real-life consequence of having the verification is that people do take those people more seriously for some you reason. Know, when I die on my tombstone, I want to have one of those little verified symbols. <laughs> 
Well, people have to check. They'll have to exhume your corpse. Take up the body. Yeah, that's like, such a like, yeah, Is he dead? Yeah. You get a bunch of Sandy Hook truther dipshits. <laughs> but then, like, Twitter has people like, you know, Baked Alaska way, way back in the day was verified. And then, uh, I mean, his account's suspended now. But then, like, Richard Spencer, the guy who created the alt-right movement, he's verified. So there's, like, I don't I don't get their their. It's It almost like concept. it doesn't matter in the long run. Yeah, it does matter, Ron. Such a YouTuber thing to say. I want my tombstone verified. <laughs> oh, I I think that we are pretty close. I think that we are probably five to ten years away from somebody having a real time live webcam in their coffin, and I guarantee there's going to be oh fucking. Oh God, Christ! You're fucking right. Yep, they're going to have solar panels. There's people with QR codes on their tombstones. Really? I've seen that before. I've seen that's in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in, no in LA. Yeah, there's like a dude who has like a QR code. I think you scan it and then it takes you to like his little obituary of his life. So there are going to be things that people, I mean, people when they die, they all already have uh, tweets from heaven where they wrote like, Oh, I've seen that. Like comics have passed away and they've had like, you know, hey, they have a bunch of jokes about heaven. Michael Jackson still tweets. What? what? His Twitter, there's still tweets. That's can creepy. Look. He still tweets. I think it's so creepy. You know who else still tweets? Rest in peace, the Mars rover. Mars rover, I think they lost communication finally. But uh, it's been going, it's been going, but that that thing, they got a lot of, a lot of bang for their buck with the Mars rover. Yeah. Anyway, we're just rambling. We should, we yeah, should let, we should wrap show. it up. Yeah, guys, make sure to follow Blair White. Make sure to check out Joey's channel too. It's fantastic. It's, uh, Rucka was, uh, was in one of the sketches too, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was super funny. Really great stuff. Anyway, guys, thank you again for listening. Thank you to the Rear Admiral Tangents, Ron Babcock. Thank you. Thank you again, Blair White. Bye, guys. Thank you to our sponsor, eLiquid.com slash Madcast. Really appreciate it. But most of all, you're welcome. This message is for Bob Babcock. <laughs> I, uh, I like that tangent that you uh, you went on about the uh, Rastafarian banana you wanted to pull out of the garbage, but why would you want to pull out of anything plush out of the garbage, apart from the, the cum or the <laughs> pussy juice, so, you know, pussy's rubbing yeah. up against that. It's also just got garbage on it, soaked into it from the garbage can. Why would you ever regret not taking that? You made the right decision leaving that behind. Yeah, Ron. <laughs> Ron. Ron went on tour across the country with a uh, classic Mercedes. Took a bunch of cool photos and stuff, and then uh, found a plushie doll. With, I guess. It was a huge Rastafarian banana, and I didn't take it, and I regret it. No and one. Apparently, this guy thinks it was covered in cum and pussy juice, <laughs> which is like that's where your mind goes to first. That's a twisted person. If you have, if you find a Rastafarian banana in a dumpster, the only reason you would throw that out is if you couldn't get. To come out of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, check out Blair Rice channel. All right. <laughs> hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.